Kristen. And I'm Keontae. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to the Crafted, Crafted Podcast. Podcast. What's up, baby? What's going on? Nothing much, nothing much. I'm excited to be what here with do? you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know how like at churches, they're like, I'm so excited to be here. I'm they so are, excited to be here. That's like the, I think that's given, like the. Giving glory and honor to first <laughs> our God. No, specifically, specifically the word. That's like such a, it's bad because it's church, but that's like such, it's so cringe for me because whenever you see like church advertisements for anything, like when you're in a church, like any event that's going on, uh-huh. they'd be like. I'm I'm so excited or we're so excited like this okay. is the best church I've ever been to. This church is home to me. No, nah, not even now. I'm just They'd talking about like, like the pastors. They'd be like, "Man, I'm so excited today." Like I'm you're so excited, excited to, every Sunday, ain't you? I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> but anywho, that's funny. So anyway, yeah. So how you doing? How you doing today? How how's your week been so far? You just you just started a new job. Well, yeah, it's the same job. You just have a new location. So. Tell yes. us about that. So I've started a new district and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with starting a new district, it brings a lot of excitement. It brings a lot of nerves and all that stuff. But honestly, I have not been nervous. So, you know, this is my second year as a school psychologist. And so I haven't been that nervous. I got to move into my office today. And y'all, this office was not clean. Not clean. It was so much stuff up in there. So, so. I had to move the stuff out. It was a friend up in the office. A friend? Yes, a friend. You know what the friend was? What? A roach. (laughs) Dang, you in the ghetto. A cucaracha was up in the office. And so, like, wow. Like, I was just kind of grossed out. I just had to grab, like, six napkins to pick him up. He was dead. He was dead already? He was dead. And well, at was, least they do the, the exterminator stuff. You said, you said when it's the small ones, there's a lot of them. When it's the big ones, it's usually isolated. When you see the small roaches, that mean that it's ghetto and there's like a bunch, there's like a family of roaches. Typically, though, when you see one roach, that mean that there's more roaches. But no. When you see, but, but no, I'm saying like when you see the real small ones, those are like the house roaches. Those is like, oh, y'all got roaches type roaches. You know what I mean? Oh, my god. But gosh. when you see the big roaches, like the Madagascar roaches. Like, if you go outside, like, any time of night in areas like, you know... San Bernardino? Yeah, like San Bernardino. <laughs> Sorry if you're from San Bernardino. Not, but, it, like, dude, San it's Bernardino. Roach, it's big roaches in San Bernardino. I'm yeah. scared. But it's, like, I was about to say more of a, like, uh, it's because I think it has something to do with, like, uh, mountains and, like, kind of, like, foresty areas or where it's, like, a lot, a lot of brush. Yeah. Um, but you'll see a lot of roaches. Because remember we went down to Irvine and the Irvine Spectrum, there was, like, and it was at night and it was, like, a planter that just had a bunch, like, a field of the giant Madagascar and roaches just chilling in there. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so as long as it's the big roach and not the, oh, y'all got roaches type roach. Yeah, so it so was you, definitely you one big roach. But, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to get my office together. And um, basically what I'm going to do for the kids this year, this office is smaller. And so, you know, last year, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw my whole office and I did it big last year. So this is a smaller office. So I still want to do it big, but on a smaller scale. So, yeah, so work has been going good. Um, Otherwise, in other news, my brother's funeral is finally coming up on Friday and mm-hmm. so it has been like, I don't know, it's been an emotional roller coaster. Like some days I'm fine, other days, you know, I'm going through my emotions. And if you know me, I don't I don't like to feel my emotions. What do you say? Your kid used to say, I don't want to feel my emotionals. 
Yeah, be like my emotion, my emotionals. Yeah, so I don't want to feel my, I don't want to feel the emotions, but you know, I know that grieving is a part of the process, and yeah. you know, being numb is not a good thing. So you know, that's what's going on with me this week. Well, I'm gonna be right there with you, babe. So thank you, I appreciate it, sugar. Yeah, but on a lighter note, I want to do something different. I always try to do something. I was trying, I've been trying to trying bring to like yeah, bring new stuff in here. Anyway, we have this game. Um, shout out to Let's Get Deep. Um, if y'all listening and y'all want to sponsor us, but anyway, we have this game called Let's Get Deep. Um, so I was like, let me open the let's top right deep. quick, or let's get deep. <laughs> my bad. Let's get deep. So I said, let me open the top, and I'm gonna just pick the first card that's on top. It's gonna be a question. I'm gonna read it, and then we're both gonna answer it. Okay. Sound, sounds cool. Yeah, right, you know see. it's funny. I've been thinking about doing that on this podcast for a while, and so I'm glad you bringing it out today. Huh, okay, all right. So this is an icebreaker. Do you believe in any conspiracy theories? No, you, you already knew that. None, like zero, zero. No, I'm talking about like there has to be a conspiracy. Any, even the smallest thing. Like for example, my small thing, my small conspiracy theory would be that. Every restaurant, like sit-down restaurants, they purposely turn the air down to like 50 so that you can be cold. And like when you're cold, your body, it like gets a little bit hungrier, so you order more. That's like a, that's like a small, minute conspiracy. Not even one of those. But I don't think those. that's a conspiracy. I think that that's a fact. Like well, a lot, of, not every restaurant, but I think a lot of restaurants, there's a science behind it. Exactly. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy <laughs> against totally it's a conspiracy. conspiracy against a consumer to get you to consume more and pay for more stuff there. So oh, okay. that's yeah. That's a big that's a giant conspiracy. Well, alrighty then. <laughs> yeah, so I don't believe in any conspiracies. Yeah, I'm just not I'm not big on conspiracies. I don't have time for that. Like let's focus on fact and knowledge. And let's keep it pushing. Mm. Well, my conspiracy, my well, the one conspiracy I did believe in. I mean, it's, I mean, it looked like it's true now that the the government that came out said there's aliens. I always thought that there was aliens. You know, or it has to be because this universe is just too vast. You know what I mean? Also, I can't, I can't believe that the government really came out and said that. You know, I still haven't seen the video. Well, it was. I, I want to say the, the interview. Yeah, I don't want y'all. Yeah, I say I don't want to say the government, like the White House, and put out a press release, but there was a hearing you know in capitol hill and they have like some ex-military guys but anyway yeah they're pretty much confirming the existence of uh like extraterrestrial life really really the summary of what they said is that pretty much um the guy said like they've recovered um you know pieces from a ufo an unidentified flying object and inside the pieces that they recovered from the crash site there was non-biological you know uh matter or you know um material that they found that's so. legitimately <laughs> wild absolutely wild um you know you talk with your hands well i'm a i'm a poet i'm i'm a creative and i'm a i'm a, a taboo champion so i'm rolling yeah. not a taboo champion i'm watching you talk with your hands so as you guys know some of our our podcasts like i sound low i think it's because i talk low naturally so i literally have to enunciate my voice <laughs> And so my husband gave me all these tips on how to I'll be trying to help how you to out appropriately so you can be talk and stuff. But he keep moving his hands and he said, make sure I don't move my hands so your thing don't well, move. Yeah. And now my thing is moving because of him. So I want y'all to know if it messes up, it's because oh of him. Gosh. i just been watching. <laughs> well, you can I move just, your hands. i just been watching it shake because of you. And so I'm like, listen, it ain't going to be me this time. I oh, refuse. Okay. But okay. All right. well, that's <laughs> I'm good. funny, huh? 
Yeah, but anyway, but yeah, so that's okay. Well, well, I didn't really get my conspiracy theory out, but what I say, you know, I won't even say my conspiracy theory. I would say the craziest conspiracy theory I heard. The craziest conspiracy theory I've ever heard is that um, I don't know if any of you. Again, I'm a big movie buff. I don't know if any of you guys have seen the movie Transcendence uh, with Johnny Depp. Anyway, the summary, the plot of the movie is that um, this guy was like a techno wizard. Um, but he had like some type of, I don't know, ailment, illness, and he ended up passing away. But before he passed away, he figured he was like, I'm gonna try to load my consciousness into like this computer so I can live even after I pass away. So the craziest conspiracy theory that I've ever heard is that Steve Jobs, the guy who created Apple, the man who's responsible for the iPod, oh, yeah, I iPad, you me this. right? The, the same year that he died, right? Uh, that he passed away. They had a normal Apple conference like they do normally to announce like new products or new software. And the year that he was the year that he passed away was the same year that Apple announced iCloud, right? Which was revolutionary. Like before that, like clouds now cloud services are just normal. But the conspiracy theory is that people think that Steve Jobs and how Apple is still able to function and be like a top notch company is because Steve Jobs <laughs> uploaded his consciousness into the cloud. Before he passed away, and that's where he's living. So that's, he is he is the AI, the Apple AI. <laughs> that's absolutely wild. Like you know, my mind my mind can't even wrap around that. So people be out here coming up with crazy. It's even crazier conspiracy theories, really. But people come up with just some wild stuff, yo. Yeah, absolutely. But let's go ahead and get into our the meat of our podcast. So, what is our first topic? So, for our forever segment, our first topic is sex and marriage. Oh, and yeah, yeah, And so, yeah. this is what? Our part three, our final part yep, of the this sex. this is our trilogy. This yes. is the sex, money, and communication trilogy. The, the trinity, out. the holy trinity. Oh, man, it'd be holy. <laughs> you know how, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hello. This, he, <laughs> ignore this man, y'all. Please ignore this man. So, um... People might want to know, like, what? Oh, no, no, no. It's just, it's just, He's still over here it's laughing. It's just funny because... He's over here laughing and smiling. Well, it's just because sex, like, the topic of sex, it's like... Taboo? Not even taboo. It's like people just get so, like, I don't know. They just get so, like, shy about it. And like, oh, like, you know, let me duck my head about it. But sex is a part of everyday life. I mean, come on. Like, we all got kids. We got three kids. So we doing something. You know what I mean? Mm -mm, I'm a virgin. <laughs> But anyway, go ahead, go ahead and finish what you're saying. So people want to know probably how many times should a married couple have sex per week, per year, you know, hmm. and some of those things. So, babe, how many times do you think the average, well, first of all, I want to ask you, how many times do you think a couple should have sex per week? Should um, should and have time for like let's not get ridiculous you know so an average married couple to like keep the marriage healthy okay. and you know all really that good stuff. really I think the average this was shit this is what ain't for me because you know my numbers a little probably might be a little bit higher but I think You're that, so embarrassing <laughs> no I'm just saying it okay, is what it is ahead. but I think that married couples should at least have sex twice a week okay. And I think that that's feasible. And I think that you should be able to pencil in time. You know, even if you're busy, 
um, especially if sex is like, you know, if it's a big thing um, in your marriage, I think that you guys should actually pencil in time like, okay, the week is coming up. We got seven days within this week. You know what I mean? Maybe I, let's go ahead and pencil in Tuesday, Tuesday night. We're going to put the kids down early. We're going to do our thing. And then maybe I don't know Sunday. But we don't even Saturday. do that. Oh no! I just get it in. I just get. It, I just get well, it in we, where the getting is good. Because you tell people to pencil it in. No, I I'm mean, just saying that's for people. Can. That's for people that. That's for people that aren't as sporadic as us. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. That's for people that are just crazy busy and they just be like, you were meant to people be like, man, me and my husband haven't had sex for two months. That's because they don't like each other. I don't or, know. Or they're just really busy. Let me not say that. Yeah, they don't I like think. Each other. Yeah, I think people. I think people fall into the busy, and then like it be that busy, then becomes their normal, and then they look up and be like, "Dang, it's been a month, and I ain't even touched my wife." Or yeah, I feel like there's usually some underlying issues there. Oh and yeah, it could I, be yeah, like I can see that. you know, like either some erectile dysfunction. Damn, not not ED. It can, well, it's it's it. <laughs> we don't want it to be taboo. Listen, we young right now, but. Okay, don't have that be your last words. Not mm. just playing. Um, <laughs> I had to take my vitamins. <laughs> but you know, like erectile dysfunction, um, just low uh, libido. I don't even, yeah, I was just about to say, how the heck do you pronounce that word? So low libido in women, maybe, or dryness and all that good stuff. Mm. So there's a lot of mm. issues. I rebuke the devil. Oh my gosh, dryness. so embarrassing. Because uh, <laughs> you know, he said he um, leads me. Beside the still waters. Okay. <laughs> so, um, also, you know, what other what other factors you think could be getting in people's way? Um, oh, I think kids. Kids is definitely a factor. I mean, that might factor into the busy, but I think that's just the business of life. Because, like, man, when you have kids, bruh, when you work a full, when you have to, first off, when you have to get up in the morning, get the kids ready to go to school, go work a full job, come home cook dinner, wrangle up the kids, clean, then get the kids to bed, bruh. Yeah, I you mean, be tired. That's You're a lot. Tired. And then sometimes, you know, the kid, like, you might have little babies that, like, just be up or just kind of in your face. And, like, y'all don't really be having, like, the time. You know what I mean? You you need that you need that alone time. And sometimes you might not be able to have that alone time. But then once you get that alone time, y'all might just be falling asleep. Like, y'all can barely keep your eyes open. So I think kids yeah. is a kids are a major factor. Yeah, because um, for sure, once I, if I have to choose between sleep and sex, yeah, I love I love sleep. And I think another factor too that a lot of people don't talk about, which is like a real deal uh, problem, is it could actually be like porn. Um, some people, especially males, um, like if they're not getting you know what they if they're not getting sex like on a regular or whatnot. And they just feel like, oh, I need, you know, well, I need to, you know, have that time. Like some males will just turn to porn. But then when they turn to porn, this is why porn is so like destructive because it warp really warps your mentality of what sex is supposed to be. And then you get so comfortable with that and like that self-pleasure that the regular pleasure that's that was, you know, built for marriage that you're supposed to enjoy with your spouse. Now it becomes like a taboo in a sense you know because you've just been on this self-pleasure train for so long but it's really yeah. destructive and it really just cripples the intimacy um, between two live people in a marriage when you just settle for intimacy on screen but you know i wonder if that's you know true for everybody you know i feel like i mean i'm not into porn i think it's kind of i don't know i don't want to shame anybody but you know it's kind of weird to me <laughs> no, I mean, and so nobody. 
you know, some people might as a couple decide that they want to watch porn together or, you know, or maybe, or, you know, maybe a man, different men, different strokes for different folks, you know, maybe some men are able to watch it and still, you know, uh, be able to perform sexually and not expect, you know, still have healthy expectations for their wife. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't know. Be. So, you know, not all men are, are created equal, but I, I honestly don't know because I'm not a man. So well, and I mean, I've never, as a woman, I've never really been into porn. It's kind of, like I said, it's different for me. Yeah, but I said, like, my perspective is, yeah, well, of course I'm a man. So it's coming from a man's perspective. But also, too, I didn't pull it up for this podcast. But, you know, a long time ago, like, I've read, like, um, an article that was bringing up, like, the statistics, like, on that. And, like, uh, the statistics of, like, porn and marriage, the divorce rate, the intimacy rate, you know what I mean? Now, don't make up and, no statistic now. Oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say a statistical okay. number. But it was, like, all the statistics were down. They were just pretty much the, the article was just saying, like, the impact of porn in a relationship relationship is basically detrimental there's no like summary around it oh really I mean, you know no no good thing around it wow that's interesting huh so, you learn something to, new. A, to a normal functioning relationship now like people that are in, like polyamorous relationships and stuff like that i mean that might be different but i think this this article is talking about the traditional nucleus the, the man monogamous and, yeah, relationship. the monogamous relationship the man and woman marriage um so that type of okay uh, those type of statistics so that's interesting. That's interesting. So you said that the a couple should have sex about twice per week, right? Yeah, that twi- twice a week. I think twice a week is good. Go for so, more if the Lord blesses you, though. So what do you think the average married couple, how many times do you think they have sex per week? Per or week? It, or do you think it's about twice per Was week? Was it like an America, the American couple? Or, or the most, the most of, uh, of married, like the most percentage uh, times a week, probably once. I would say probably once a week. You're correct. So the um, 25%, according to this site, is sexualalpha.com, and they use the statistic from Mind Body Green. And so they uh-huh. say that um, 25% of married couples have sex once per week, and then the next highest is actually Dang, 19%. Once, once a week. 19%. Lord bless them. Oh my gosh. 19% of married couples have sex two to three times per month. So Dang, that's, a, that's a kind month? of, a, but you know, that's not, that's not a, a big drop because it one you just only take two weeks out. So then yeah, the next number is 17% of married couples have sex once per month. Mm. 16% of married couples have sex two to three times per week. So there's quite a few people having hey. sex two to three times per week. And then <laughs> 10% of married couples have sex none in the last year. 10%. None? But you in know a that, year? That, oh, my God. Oh, you're so God dramatic. And then uh, 7% of married couples have had sex once or twice in the past year. Oh, my goodness. And then 5% of married couples have sex more than four times per week. That's a lot. Four okay. times a week. That's what's up. I, I mess with them. So, you I'm know, y'all. sex is an interesting topic. And so, you know, a lot of the things that can be getting in the way of people's intimacy is really like people could feel like disconnected from their spouse you know what i mean Mm, mm -hmm. like if you're disconnected from your spouse then who who wants to be having sex you know what i mean 
Yeah. And so I think a lot of it has to do with the intimacy during the day, especially for a woman. Like for a woman, it's like all the small things that add up to sex and wanting to have sex, you know? It's not, I mean, of course, foreplay, a lot of men might think, oh, it's the foreplay that women want, but really it's the things you through, do throughout the day. It's like, are you planning dates? You know hmm. what I mean? Are you, are you, um, taking things off of her mental load? Like, does she have to plan all the doctor's appointments, mm -hmm. all the, does she have to remember all the kids sizes, all the birthdays, all the planning, all the all the trips, all the everything. And so, you know, when a woman has to do all the mental load, it's like sometimes her mind can't even be free enough to have sex. Mm. And so, you know. That makes sense. Like when men take on the little things like, oh, you know, I got your water ready. You know, that's my thing. So I had to throw that in there. <laughs> like, I got your water ready in the morning, Hi you know. Or I packed your lunch, you know, not every day necessarily. I packed your lunch, but not even just for sex. It should be because you love somebody to me. Oh, definitely. But, you and know, I do love you, you know, but like um, I made you breakfast. Uh, you were in bed, you know, like the little romantic things, you know, after you've been married so long, the romance kind of dies a little bit. And mm -hmm. so I think that's something that really men have to be intentional of is keeping the romance doing the small things how about the breakfast in bed the flowers for no reason the uh the acts of service doing the laundry washing the dishes folding the clothes sometimes you know and obviously in every household it's going to be different because of the different responsibilities of the household but every little small thing you do for a woman is really going to take that mental load off and it's going to really enable her to be free and willing to have sex and not feel like it's such a chore at the end of the day. Because, you know, it is what it is. And then Dang, that's a lot. That was that's a lot that go into some sex for a woman. Yeah, really, it is. Mm -hmm. And so, men, I guess I don't yeah, know. Maybe me, now, they just whip it out. Yeah, but I said, let me let me tell you. Let me tell you what it takes. Women for look a, pretty. Yeah, let me tell you what it takes for a man to have sex. A woman saying, "You want some?" And he gonna say, "Mm-hmm." <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> yeah. it, baby. That's it, baby. That's but you that's know. That's all it takes. And then. <laughs> I, I think a lot of women might not want to have sex frequently too is because maybe they're not orgasming as much. And, oh, you that's, know, that's a, that's a good topic. That's a, you know, and that's, that is a thing. Like my thing is, well, one of my, <laughs> one of my friends taught me that, you know, if he, she's basically said, if your man is having an orgasm every time you should have an orgasm every time. Mm -hmm. And so this is, you know, it's a sensitive topic and it's a different topic, but you know, people might need to introduce some sexual toys in the room. I mm -hmm. mean, in the, in the bedroom, you know, to make sure that women are getting pleasure too, because listen, listen, it's not, it's not fun sitting there pretending that you're enjoying yourself. Like, mm. you know, I feel like I both couples, sex should be good for both couples. And so, like you know people might need to be doing some research and figuring out how can i pleasure her how can i pleasure him but also it takes the communication like you know you have to communicate yeah. your sexual needs like mm -hmm. you know you might say to your wife or a wife might say to her husband i want to have sex twice a week okay well let's see what can we do to get to have sex right now we at zero times per week how can we get to twice per week the wife might say okay i need you to do this this and this so i can be mentally free so i don't have to be tired and hit the bed and just want to go to sleep and so yeah i don't know that's, it's just I mean, a, 
it's an interesting conversation, honestly. I mean, that's good stuff too. Really, I want to go. I want to uh, go back to uh, what you was talking about, like in the, in the orgasm area, because I think that this is a this is a topic that like a lot of people don't really talk about. Like couples don't really talk about, and I think it's important. Like just like you said, that um, you really want to get to know your partner's body and how to do that. Like you guys have to open up a line of communication, like people get so shy or get so like embarrassed like if you're trying to like just think to yourself like how the couples that are listening how many of you have actually sat with your partner and asked them like well would like do you like it like this does, does this feel good or do, do you like that like how can i you know how can we you know what, what does that feel like and so i think like you have to really kind of get to that communication part as well and try to figure out what your partner likes but also be intentional too and in like reading your partner's body when you know when y'all doing a do when y'all when y'all doing a thing yeah. um yeah i mean and you want to just you want to talk about orgasms like for some people you know not everybody everybody's body isn't built the same there's there's probably there's a couple out there that's they're both probably having an orgasm every single time and then there's couples where like it's kind of the man, like he's having an orgasm every time. And then, you know, the wife might not be, or it might be the other way around. Even, you know, it's sometimes it's hard for men, but I think the most important thing is that you guys talk about that. And then you kind of set, I don't want to say expectations, but you want to set goals for yourself, you know, for each other and that intimacy realm, because it's just, you know, that's a, that's a part of your relationship. And you would talk through things like if you're having, you know, laps of communication and get into arguments and stuff like that, you want to try to remedy that and better your relationship. And in the same sense, you want to better your sexual experience yeah. you know, with each other because. And you know. women stop faking, please mm -hmm. stop faking, Bruh. let that man's ego down and let him know he got some work to do. Okay. I, I remember. Listen. I mean, yeah, just don't. I remember <laughs> I was watching a, a, a episode of The Breakfast Club, right? And DJ Envy, who's the host, one of the hosts of Breakfast Club, him and his wife, they've been together. I think they've been together like, mm, what, almost like 15, 16 years? Like 15, 16 years. And um, they wrote a book together, right? And pretty much was saying like, or the wife was saying like, for the first 10 years of our of their marriage, like, DJ Envy thought he was just putting in just work or whatnot. And she was not like having orgasms like that. And she was low key like faking to like, you know, help his ego out in the, or in a sense. But it's just crazy that it took them 10 years to really get to that point to even talk about it and really be like, um, yeah, that's what's deep. Up? That's deep, honestly. Like, <laughs> like 15 years of horrible sex you know yeah. but you know i do think it took us a while to uh figure out how to communicate about sex and stuff and mm -hmm. so you know it didn't take 15 years because we only been married 13 but yeah, dang, you know, it didn't take no 15 years yeah it didn't take 15 years for sure for sure but you know sex should be an ongoing topic ongoing mm. communication things might change you know you might like something different and so just be free to communicate and 
I don't know. It is kind of it is kind of different talking about sex sometimes. So <laughs> I don't understand what's different. Like this is like you guys are especially my married couples. You really only should be having sex when you're married. But <laughs> okay. if y'all married, <laughs> but let's be real. Did we have? Did we wait to have sex until we were? No, married? that's what I said. You supposed to be. Oh, okay. That's that was the key word. You supposed to be having sex when you're married. Because people be forgetting how they was getting it on, and then be so quick to tell people that. And I'd be like, now you know you was over there struggling. Yeah, but this not yeah. you, but in general, people be over there struggling, and then be uh be the first to uh tell somebody that you should try to is what I should say. You should seek the Lord and His guidance and mm. see if you can abstain. And you know, I just think that you should try to. But it's easy once you once you've been married thirteen years. It's so easy to be like, oh, you need to wait. You know. Yeah. Um, but anywho, yeah, like, um, sex is, at the end of the day, like, sex is really a beautiful thing. And like I said, like, if you're with, if you're, especially if you're married, th- this is the person that you're sharing a life with. This is the most intimate person you're going to be with. Like, I've watched this lady give birth to three of my kids, like, busting it open on the, oh on the table. And We didn't and, need that. We didn't need that graphic. No, I'm just saying, like, you know. Like it don't get no it doesn't get any more intimate to, than that. So you know, That's getting shot, getting shy, and like trying to not, and not having a conversation about sex and like. What you want to experience and what you want to feel. Right that's now. just that's just wow. Girl, I'm very we, shy. We up in here being grown, girl. Talking we I'm this, very shy. I'm we, we talking that talk. But anyway, okay, se- so anyway, sex is just a, I I wanna say just sex is just a beautiful thing. It's just it's just it's just such a beautiful thing. I mean, it, God made this. God made this for you and me. You know, and he wants you to he wants you he wants you to experience oh my God. it. I'm sorry. And experience that, it I'm more sorry abundantly. y'all that he's being so awkward today. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm just hey, I'm just I'm just keeping it a book. Okay. Let's keep it a buck out here. Okay, so next topic. <laughs> Let's go towards our roots and bloom conversation. And so mm-hmm. these are the product of sex, our parenting segment. I'm telling and you. And so these kids are back in school. Oh, thank the Lord. Yes, really thank the Probably Lord. Just come They're back you. in school. <laughs> and so, you know, we've, we've had to get used to the school routines and stuff. Yeah. And I don't know, for a mom... And for dads too, I saw a statistic that said men are three spending three times more time with their children than in the past. But I also think that's because in the ideal household, both man and woman are working. So mm-hmm. listen, people always be like, "Oh, your husband does so much." I'm like, "Um, hello, we're both working, and he made these kids too. We went half on these kids, so." Uh, no, let him get, get let him get my glory. No. I be doing so much, y'all. No, he be doing. It's crazy. <laughs> like a woman can do their child's hair every day, and then a man does it once, and they're like, "Oh my god!" But that's because that's a not woman, normal. I know, but it should be normal. That's the difference. I mean, that's it should thing. be. But you, y'all, it should more, absolutely be normal. But y'all, but y'all, I mean, y'all more in tune with the feminine side and the hair stuff. Like, yeah, okay. that's like well, that's like you cutting be... August hair one day. Of of course, men would be like, "Dang, Kristen, you you cut his hair." Nobody tells me, "Oh, great job for working." <laughs> like what? Funny. No, that that's absolutely crazy. That I just think that I mean I do think that it's worthy that men are making leaps and bounds compared to they prior are. men. Compa- compared However, to the generation, I do think women are taking on a lot more of the load of 
maybe not necessarily in our marriage, but in some aspects in our marriage too, you know, women are taking a lot of the mental load and they're taking a lot of, you know, a lot of the hustle and bustle of the day. Like, okay, let's get this day organized. Let's plan the schedule. Let's see if the homework is done. Let's, you know, and so this is for all, this is not just for women, but this is for all the parents who you know, are really trying to get that schedule together. And so we've done a couple of things that have worked for us or that is working for us. It's a work in progress. I still have more things that I need to do as mm -hmm. well. But one of the things that we've done is like made them a schedule for the day. So when they get home from their after school care, then we have a schedule. And so last year we had them jump right into homework and, you know, that kind of thing. So this year we're trying something new and we're trying to have them basically take a 30 minute break and get a snack when they get home. So snack and break when they get home. And so how do you think that's working this year so far? Oh, it's been pretty good. I mean, I think with anything like a good schedule just helps out, you know, everything when you're organized. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's been good for the kids for them to know what they do now. Do the kids be doing it all the time? I mean, that's a different question. But it's well, good to... Well, the after-school schedule, I feel like they do they do everything all the time. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about... The morning oh, schedule? We're yeah, talking I'm about the after-school schedule, yeah, schedule right schedule. now. Yeah, morning schedule. They, they need a little bit more work in there. But, I mean, that's because they probably just waking up as well. Yeah. So, the after-school schedule, though, they start with the break and a snack. And then after that, then they have... Um, so Or we check their homework. Mm -hmm. And then... You know, because they might have done it in the in the after school program, or if they haven't done it, then we'll do it then. And then after that is some creative time, basically Legos, magnets. Um, August has these new little electrical circuits that he loves. Um, we have lots of little little creative things, coloring. They could read if they want to. And so then while they're doing that, then I'll usually start dinner. And I've been cooking dinner for two at least two days and so really i need to get to three days but i'm not used to cooking three days worth of food so i'm still trying to manage that basically mm -hmm. and then um they have their bath and then after bath then and or after dinner then bath after bath then they get um what do they get after bath they do oh their, their iPad. ipad they get 30 minutes of that's ipad yeah. their ipad is from 7 to seven thirty every day it does not extend that's it and then after that then they do their reading um before bed because you know i don't want the screens to be the last, the last thing, thing they see before bed so we do reading before bed and then sometimes a little dessert so we're gonna have dessert on mondays wednesdays and fridays so we have a pretty good after school schedule i think it's working pretty well so far um the before school schedule, Kante said they need work. So we got them these bro, little they things. They struggle. Right. We got them these little things that are on Amazon, and it, like, has each thing that they're supposed to do. Like a and task so, list. Yeah, it's a task list. And so, basically, they have to, they're supposed to complete the task list by the time um, Keontae's ready to go because he drops them off in the morning. And so, I don't know. I do like the task list. They still do need some help, but we do want them to get to the point where they're doing it by themselves. Bruh. Because, 
really, if we're having to help them a lot, you want kids to be autonomous and you want kids to be able to do things on their own because in life, you know, you have to be able to organize and function that way. And it's a skill called executive functioning. So you have to be able to say, okay, the first thing I need to do, like if you're at a job, the first thing I need to do is open my computer. The second thing I need to do is check my emails. The third thing I need to do is respond. The fourth thing I need to do, you know, you need to be able to prioritize and make a list and complete the items on the list. And so, I mean, they're young, we're practicing now, but eventually we want them to be able to do it on their own so that they can be more self-sufficient. And so I think as the year goes on, we should tell them like, okay, by 720, you need to be in the car with all your things done and we need to not add to it and not help them because we do need to give them the chance to practice. And if they're late, then that's their own thing and they'll have to- I'm going to leave them. Huh? but they could be late to school and you know it well it makes you late to work so really really they can't be late to school but maybe we could make the time something er, later earlier than what it's supposed to be essentially let me tell y'all something i don't know why i don't know what it is kids just be moving slow yeah you gotta like why they be moving so slow yo bruh but if you told, I told them it was some candy on the other end, they'd be they'd be, hop, they'd be hop, skipping, jumping, running a hundred mile dash, doing relay races, all type of stuff. These kids be moving slow in the morning, and I don't, and I'm not here for it. <laughs> like, why yeah, my, I, take, really, I take Josie to school, so that's actually yeah, really, really. Autumn is great. autumn is pretty cool. The problem with autumn is autumn just gets distracted a lot, so she likes to like oh boy, does do she get you know do other stuff. And my she'd be son? Like, I'm sorry, mom. I got distracted. Oh my god, my son though. And the crazy thing, the crazy thing about DNA is that when me and Kristen first got with each other, Kristen said that I used to just move slow. Used to at doing. Oh, I guess I guess I still move slow. So Very I move slow at so doing his stuff. Son is, well, I'm his old son now. Is just so. like him. But yeah, like that's why that's why I don't really be getting mad at him like that much. Like I I, I be telling you about it, but bruh, I just be like August. Let's wrap it up. It's it's taking you ten minutes to put on a sock. Yeah. What's up? But anyway, yeah, it's just really it's just working with these kids, man, and you know we just gotta continue to just teach them and and guide them along the way. You know what I mean? And hopefully they'll continue every day. They'll just catch something new, and then they get a little bit faster and just you know begin to catch up. But yeah, pray for us. Pray and for me. So- we got a lot of visual schedules and a lot of visual stuff for the kids to do. But, you know, I want to give them like a weekly schedule so they could have some things to look forward to, some incentives and stuff. And so kind of like what I do at work, it's like a token system. And, you know, it's almost like you get rewarded for the things you do. And, you know, what's so funny is gentle parenting doesn't really believe in rewards like the those people that are gung-ho gentle parents Mm -hmm. they think that everything is natural consequences and that thing that means no rewards either which i think is crazy i've seen the research go both ways actually and so i don't know i like rewards and i am extrinsically motivated too by like tangibles and things that i can Mm -hmm. get and so you know i feel like yeah that i don't know that's some of the good some of the best times i remember in elementary school is getting like you know to pick a prize or a treat and so i'm thinking that we should start doing something like that for the kids i just have to you know to get motivated no not to get motivated i, I just mean, have like, to i just have to do it you know uh, well, you, well you know you know what motivates me oh 
this is this is the sex episode, oh y'all. What's up? I'm so I'm I'm in my turtle <laughs> shell right now because like let me disappear. But anyway, yeah, I'm about but, to hide under this cover because. But anyway, yeah, kids, man. I'm gonna have to go to sleep within two minutes of this oh podcast. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna roll over and go straight to sleep, baby. Straight it's all sleep. good. They know what's up. Okay, but, but anyway, yeah, 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 and that's yeah, that's that's our experience with our kids for this week in the nutshell with them starting school, um, just the you know, yeah, just the schedule and the hustle and bustle of so make a of schedule, these kids. make a schedule, make a schedule, and cook for two to three days in a row so you don't have to cook every day. Yeah, that night. cooking is is, is clutch because you know what I might do too. I might have to add a rotisserie chicken to the meal every bruh, two, and that because if I just add a rotisserie chicken and that can make two days worth of meals and I don't have to cook that at that point. Bruh, and I love a rotisserie chicken. Hit okay? me up, look, give me a little rotisserie chicken, a little Hawaiian roll, a little Hawaiian sweet roll. Yes, some vegetable on the side. We in there. But you can even do see. We listen, there. there's so many things you can do with the rotisserie chicken, chicken taquitos, chicken tacos, it's the gift chicken that quesadillas. Keep on Yes, chicken. I named all Mexican food, but even it's, like it's like Bubba Gump. You got shrimp, shrimp Creole, shrimp po' like, boy, <laughs> fried shrimp, sautéed shrimp. You're funny. <laughs> Anyways, but you could also make like pulled chicken sandwiches. Talk to him. You can make uh, ooh barbecue chicken flatbread. Talk to him. You can make. I don't like chicken salad sandwiches. You know, like with the like they make it like tuna salad. I don't like that. Mm-mm. But you can make that chicken with vegetables, chicken with salad. I don't know. So Man, I might that, have to add a rotisserie chicken. Yeah, yeah. To that, hey, that bar shout out to this barbecue chicken, like this barbecue uh chicken slider she be making. Oh man. Sliders or flatbread? No, nah, it was a slider. Like you made like a um it was like a pulled chicken. Yeah. It was like a barbecue pulled chicken. We had the Hawaiian rolls, we put them on there with the pickle. And the pepper Bruh. jack cheese and the onion. Bussin'. That is good. Do and people still say bussin'? Bussin'. If y'all still say bussin'. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, this, I don't I'm, know. I'm not working at a high school anymore, so I don't know the Excuse lingo. Excuse his cringe for today, y'all. I got to get on TikTok and do my He's research. Tired. See what's see what, The man see is sleep-deprived. He'd be staying up at see night doing graphics. Trending. He's sleep-deprived. But yeah, so anyways, take us take us to your... Uh, lifestyle. Your, yes, your lifestyle segment. You remember that song? They probably turned off the podcast. Nah, y'all remember that song. Anyway, for our lifestyle segment, um, I guess I'll go first. See what you got. Later. I don't have anything for us. Why do you never have any life? You gotta have no. Okay, look. Am I no, supposed no. to have a lifestyle? Yeah, we. You don't. You don't have the uh, parenting. But no, but I engage with you in the parenting. I'm I well, I guess you, I engage with you in the lifestyle. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll take that. Okay, so anyway, what we're gonna be talking about in the lifestyle section today is. Have any of you guys, I'm sure most of you have seen it before, but do you guys remember the movie The Blind Side? It was about the kid who, yeah. you know, was playing football. The family took him in. He's like, family. Bruh, I don't know why. They, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they did that, man, like that. But anyway, so we all know the story, you know, about, you know, this family. It was a white family, and then the, the football player was a black guy, and they took him in, and, like, they helped him, like, uh, you know. Get into the NFL. Yeah, pretty much he, ma- he ended up making it to the NFL. Bruh. So a bombshell thing that came out this week, he's actually suing that family because in the movie is depicted that, you know, they were helping them and then they ended up adopting them. You know what I mean? So, you know, he could go through school and stuff. His name is Michael Orr. He is now suing that family 
and saying that pretty much they didn't even actually adopt him. What they did was tricked him into them uh, signing up into him, uh, allowing them to sign over conservatorship to him or whatnot. So that way they could like reap the benefits of like whatever he does. So, for example, like in the blind with the blind side movie, um, it only took I think the blind side, I think their budget was maybe like around like 30 million, like 30. Yeah, I think 30 million to make mm-hmm. that movie ended up grossing like over 300 million. So wow. inside the contract, 300 million. Yeah. So inside the con- Sandra, Sandra Bullock, who was the star of the movie, she ended up winning a, a Academy Award for that movie. All type of stuff. Um, but so with that money that was made from the film, inside the contract, there was a residual portion in that contract where, you know, the people who was, you know, de- depicted in the movie and like the producers and stuff like that, if the movie made over a certain amount of money, they would get like some residuals from that back end. Uh-huh. Well, since they tricked him or tricked us all and really didn't <laughs> adopt him and, you know, had conservatorship over him. They were able to pretty much sell this story and his likeness and everything going into that. Um, and when the movie made all that money, they got paid from it. So and they got didn't? money, and he didn't get he didn't get not a dime from the movie from the from the sales. And let me tell you how much exactly how much money he made. Now I'm gonna tell you the par- the the parents that are depicted in the movie they had other kids as well. Even the kids got even their kids got paid from the movie. Dang, but he, he didn't, didn't get nothing. So that's why now they he's said suing he in the NFL. He got enough money. That's what so yeah, so that's why now <laughs> um, he's he's suing them, and it's just really like a crazy kind of turn of events because I remember the first like. But maybe they was gonna write him in the will or something. Where he <laughs> need his money now? And let me tell you how I didn't even tell you how much like they made. Like how they much? made a significant amount of money. They. It didn't say how much the actual parents made, but one of the kids made their financials came to light. One of the kids got fourteen million from it. Dang, fourteen million from the movie? Like what? How so three hundred of the fourteen? I mean, fourteen of the three hundred million. Now, I mean, I don't know. It's like I said, it was whatever whatever residuals I know, I that was built into that. the yeah whatever residuals that was built into the contract. Or was it the was it the kid? Are you sure it wasn't one point four million? The kid might have got 1.4 million, but no, the the, the dad might have got 14 million. Somebody Four, got 14 somebody million got four, a lot. somebody got 14 million and he didn't. Is what really matters. <laughs> somebody, he didn't get 14 million. He didn't get a thousand. You know what I mean? And they said you's in the NFL. You already get how much money was he making in the NFL? Um. Well, I mean, he wasn't like Michael Orr wasn't like the biggest star. I mean, he's was had he making at least a million. I think I think he ended up like getting to like a million dollar contract after a while. Oh. Um. But he was, you know, because Michael Orr was a lineman. Like the the person when and when it comes to football, the person that's always going to get paid the, the most. Dude. Yeah, the person that's always going to get paid the most is the quarterback because the quarterback is considered the nucleus of the team, the captain of the team. Like right now, the highest contract in. And football is Patrick Mahomes. He's making, um, he's about to get, he's getting paid pretty much five hundred million um, from Kansas City. But um, so in his contracts and him being a lineman, like if you're a good lineman, like uh, Aaron Donald, which well Aaron Donald's a defensive end, but Aaron Donald's worth whatever they pay him, he worth every penny and more because 
that man is he just he he's just good. He's good beyond belief. Wow, but anyway, you're losing me. Yeah, I'm you're sorry. You're losing me. Okay, but anyway, but yeah, but Michael Orr, I don't know his his exact like NFL salary contract, but I'm sure he's made a million dollars on one of his contracts. But that's not even a point. Like it doesn't matter. Like if you oh you, know, you got to funny. yeah you got to the NFL you got to the NFL and you know you had a good contract. Like bruh, this movie was telling his story in his likeness. And the sad part about it is, I remember when the movie came out like uh like a year after the movie came out. Like he had, he wasn't really like tripping about it, but like he had kind of spoke out about him and saying like the way that he was like depicted in movies, just like you said, he was like a bit or like yay, like he wasn't like no like he like he, he wasn't intellectually disabled. Yeah, so and that's how they de- and that's how they depicted him pretty. Yeah, much. Yeah, I did think he might have had a disability or something. Yeah, so, so he doesn't have a disability, or he does. He doesn't, or like, he wasn't. I, th- I thought maybe he had fetal alcohol syndrome or something. No, nah, he was just he. I, I don't remember word for word, but he was pretty much saying like the way they depicted me. Like I wasn't like that. Like I wasn't like you know heavy heavy really struggling in school like that and blah 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 now i mean he was going through like hard times when they you know came into his life and helped him out but i don't know that is crazy that is messed up they probably should have gave him something but you know he could have still been on the street somewhere i've been seeing that argument on the on the internet too all about the story yeah and so i mean i don't feel any type of way i just feel like that is kind of messed up to to swindle him out of his money. Well, it's like taking advantage of him because here's here's is where... it though? Because like, did they adopt him thinking, oh, he's going to be a football star? Well, that's what I'm saying. They didn't adopt Kinda. him. They didn't I mean, adopt did him at all. They take him in. Yeah, well, the dad was a coach, so he. That's what I'm saying. I think he said I can make him into a football. Yeah, right. Star. He probably was like, hmm, like okay. But dang, if it was that easy, then people would be getting big, big black dudes. From, <laughs> I mean, seriously, they do. What, what you talking okay, about? No, I, like if it was that easy for you to make it into the NFL, mm-hmm. then you could dr- somebody could drive up at, down in LA streets and find them oh, all okay, types of big mean. black dudes and just take them in and get their meal ticket. Well, it's, it's not if that they, if it was that easy. But I, and so, okay, I wouldn't say it's that easy. But he's you know he saw something in him, like you know what I mean, like from when they was helping him out. And I think like I forgot how the movie really went. Because listen, they gave that man a bed. Okay. Oh my, a bed. I'm just saying they gave that man. They a gave him bed. A, okay. They gave him a bed, and he gave them 14 million or one of them 14 yeah, million. Yeah, good for you. Listen, sometimes that's the cost you gotta pay. Nah, like, man. Like you could have been on the street still. Like, what do you think would have his life would have turned out to be like? Honestly, you know, it's just. I mean, not that it makes it right. I'm just you know kind of having fun with the conversation because it surely doesn't make it right. I do think it's messed up, and you should always treat people how you want to be treated. But, you know, you always do got to look on the bright side of things. He could have probably just went up there and said, Where, where's my $7 million? Or he could have took access to his to his uh, his daddy's account and, and and took his $14 million. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. It ain't even his dad. But, shoot, they was <laughs> they was all hugged up at, that, at, that, at those NFL games. And if he really did you dirty, then mm. maybe you shouldn't have invited them. But also, too, I think it's like the... I don't know. It's like that's what Hollywood does. Though. Yeah, I was say it's like public perception, and also like you don't want to. Because uh, what I'm what I'm really learning about like a lot of adults, like as I kind of get older, is that a lot of people like they just they aren't up for like confrontation. Like they like a lot of people are just non confrontational. Like if something bothers them or something, if somebody's doing something that like doesn't they don't like, like the majority of people will not speak up about it. They won't say anything. They'll just kind of just 
fake the funk and like play the part. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but like I said, now like we're so far removed, like, you know, I think he probably just was like, bruh, like, you know, this ain't right. And it's probably this might have been something he's been bowing about because he probably did have those thoughts just like you said, like, man, okay. I mean, this family did take me in. Or you know, maybe they, somebody they talked to him. Out. I gotta see I gotta see how he talks in regular life and see um, you know, how how he's functioning. I'm gonna show um, I'm gonna show you a video right after this so you can see like he's a normal he's like a normal person which is like crazy. But and then I'm just is he from like, the huh? south? Because the people from the south they sound a little you know little they sound a little different. Nah, you you'll see you you'll see what I'm talking about. But yeah, anyway, yeah, I just think it's just it's just a crazy story. But but to answer your question, like I mean I think that's the big question mark. Like we kind of don't know what he would have turned out as. One thing I can say, I mean. If God had if God had this in his in his life for him to get to the point where he was, he probably would have got there anyway. I mean, there's so many other stories like you take like a Jimmy Butler man. If y'all don't know who Jimmy Butler is, is an NBA player, bruh, he got a story on him, and I can't wait somebody make a movie about it. But like people, and there's also a lot of has beens though too. So it's true that, but you know, I mean, like I said, there's good in, there there's there's you know there's good and good and bad in both areas. But like I said, you take a guy like Jimmy Butler, he's had the kind of the same experience. Jimmy Butler, he got adopted by another family. Maybe they'll um, take his They money helped him out. Well, I mean, no. I mean, like I'm saying like they, you know, he's he's done right. They've done right by him, so he's doing right by them now that he's a superstar. LeBron James in the same sense too. Not that his mom gave him up, but you know, for a stint of LeBron James' uh, career, there was a family that used to like help him out, like you know. Uh, where he used to stay with, you know, to go to school and stuff like that. So we all do need help or whatnot, but you know, not everybody. No, I'm just playing. Yeah, not everybody, I'm but you know, what I mean, but like when you're helping somebody, you you know, you want to just do it from the good of your heart and not try to swindle the situation or just see an opportunity, which but is what which nice is what this 14, sounds like. It would be nice to get a 14 million dollar payout. Yeah, like I don't know. You know, it's so funny. It sounds so good saying that, and honestly, it's it's better to take the moral high road but how many people would sell out somebody right now for 14 million dollars it would be a lot like you know seriously in all reality 14 million dollars that's not just a little bit of money and so yeah it's important to take the high road and it's important to um you know to to treat other people how you want to be treated because it's the right thing to do but I guarantee you, I don't know. I don't even know what the statistics would be, but I guarantee you more people than not would sell somebody out for $14 million mm, easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. but Especially I mean, somebody who wasn't your your real child, even though adoption, well, he wasn't adopted. So, I mean, he wasn't in the family. Bruh. That's that's just a terrible story all yeah, around. Yeah, it's just ghetto, if anything. Yeah. like. But anyway, yeah, I just thought that that was a crazy story, and we just got to do better, you know, do better as a people. Yep. So, well. That was our episode for today. Actually, you know what? I want to say one last thing, because I was thinking this in my mind before we got off topic. Going going back to the sex. No, oh. no, no, no. But seriously, because you said something in there, and I thought about it as we moved on from the topic, but you were just talking this is, about... This is disarray. This is disorganization. No, oh no, no. God. I mean, no, it's oh good. Oh, my God. No, no. This is, you, I'm panicking. Once, I'm once panicking. I say it, you're going to be like, okay, that's good. Kidding. No, I'm totally kidding. Um, Because I think I think another important thing is what you said, like doing the little things. You know, like for you, you said a woman, like, you know, you filling my water up. You, you know, 
uh, having flowers. Yeah, give me flowers. Having breakfast ready made for me or whatnot. Those are all things that contribute that that build up your love tank for you to get ready to be intimate or wanting to be intimate with somebody. And so I think it's important that if you guys haven't discovered it yet, yeah, go get get next to Google and look up love languages, the five love languages. Oh yeah, that's um, good. A lot You're of right. pe- yeah, yeah, because a lot of people they like I've I've talked to couples and some couples have never even heard of love languages. Or you got some people that have heard of it and then like they think they know what they're talking about. Like I remember somebody was telling me like, oh my, you know my guy's love language. He said he told me his love language was uh having conversations with me, and I was like, I don't. I'm not, that's not that's not one of the official love languages, right. but all right. Maybe next week, maybe next week we could go deeper into love languages. But okay. you guys should look it up this week for sure, for sure. But yeah, learning your spouse's love language. I mean, that's it's really one of the best things you. Not even just learning your spouse's love language, but learning what your love language is, and really, you know, you guys working together and tailoring that. You know, what I mean, fellas. You know, what I mean, if you want more time in the bedroom, I suggest you get to Google and learn your women's love language. Um, that you're welcome. That was just a free one for y'all. <laughs> but all right. Um, this has been the Crafted, Crafted Podcast. Podcast. Um, as always, we just uh thank you guys for listening to us. You can be listening to anybody. You can be listening to Joe Rogan, Joe Button, whatever Joe, Joe Schmo. Um, <laughs> but you 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 here with us and we appreciate that and we don't take it for granted. Um, we ask that you guys just uh go ahead and check us out in the comment section. Go ahead and give us a rating. Um, let us know if this is a five-star episode. Hopefully it's a five-star episode, nothing below that. And also uh leave us a comment. Tell us how you like the podcast, if you like it at all. Um, maybe you have some topics or you know, something that you want to hear us speak on. Just let us know in that section and yes. um leave us some comments. Yeah. With um, some topics. Yeah, with some topics and you know, whatever else y'all want to put in there. But um, as always, man, we love you guys. Um, we thank you again. Until next time, God bless you all. <laughs> <laughs>